0: No, <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 208. Try saying that in French uh, if you want to get some funny looks from folks. Uh, April 11th for all our normies. If this was going up when we originally wrote this down, it is now going up for everyone else May 4th and our beautiful patrons May 2nd. Oh, we missed a month there, Steve, huh? Uh, that's okay. <laughs> We're going to power May through f- that. Moment. No, May 1st. What
1: are you talking about?
0: that's true yeah i guess we're like just a month between episodes less than a month between episodes
1: no sorry i mean isn't monday what day is monday
0: Mo- monday's the second steve
1: yeah so isn't that when it goes up for patreon
0: yeah i said second
1: oh no you said may 4th
0: i said may 4th for normies and i did oh. it backwards yeah no don't worry steve it's all
1: good <laughs> okay, <I got laughs>
0: joining you. me this week is uh palliative care uh inductee <laughs> <laughs> Stephen <laughs> crane how's it going steve
1: it's going pretty good you don't call uh, people
0: who go to palliative care inductees. I don't know why I use that word. Um, when
1: when I go, I want you to I want you to release. Do a press release. Yeah. Our only our first and only press release should be when I. <laughs> canadian game devs.
0: Sort of com, co-founder steven crane inducted into the no, no
1: no i'm not i'm the founder we're not you're not the co-founder
0: <laughs> no i'm elon musking this bitch it's gonna be steven <laughs> created this steve was just this jealous business partner i'm gonna zuckerberg you steve <clears throat>
1: that's fine
0: uh today we're drinking an orange crush uh vintage 2022 uh
1: i have nothing to drink <sighs> i did just like crush wendy's though that
0: was good Dude, I had Wendy's today, too. Wendy's, boys. If you want to help us get Wendy's and Orange Crush and do this (laughs) show, you can support us on Patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Discord perks, two-day early access to the podcast, game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, and shoutouts at the end of every episode. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about a lot of news and events that are coming up. Well, I guess the news happened and the events are coming up. And then we're going to talk about some games we're going to wish list and what we've been playing. Steve's been going ham. I'm pretty useless this week, uh, but he's been playing Dawn of Monsters. Did you dabble with any PS5? Nobody saves the world yet?
1: No, not yet. I'm I'm waiting because I, Dawn of Monsters is a shorter game. Mm. I was like, I, I have to, let me finish this first. Makes sense. And then I'll go. Cause I played Nobody Saves the World on Xbox and I'm sure it's mm-hmm. the, it's the same game.
0: But before all that, some paperwork out of the way. Kixi still looking to hire Steve, devs, leads, a vice president, and more, uh, all at their Victoria, BC office or the option to work remotely. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're hiring, going ham. So go go check out what they got. CanadianGameDev mm-hmm. slash jobs as well as in the show notes. Several events coming up too. Uh, the Hand Eye Society is having their, I believe this is the tenth one. The Super Fest, Super's and all capitalized. I don't know if it's actually the 10th one. I might be making that up. But, oh, it is. 10 whole years. They want to make it the biggest one ever. So they're asking people to submit games and talks and stuff like that. And it's a good time. I tuned in, I think, one or two years ago. Whenever the, they streamed it during COVID. The big one zero, Big 10-0. Wait. 10 wait one o. 0 DMG is Dames Making Games, an abbreviation first and foremost. But they're also putting on a grant... Or, no, sorry, a games writing workshop... That's happening May 5th, 6.30 Eastern. Quote, low-key online social geared towards writers who want to work together in a virtual space. Uh, there's a grant writing for creatives workshop also being put on by the Hand Eye Society. That's May 11th. Learn how to write grants for your game projects. Um, that's helpful. It takes a lot of money to make games. Mm-hmm. As well as Toronto Game Jam, Toe Jam 2022. All together now, but together is spelt T-W-O because mm, I, like I think they called it all together now last year and so now they're calling it all together now which is what they should have called splatoon 2
1: I right now right
0: mm-hmm. <sighs> quote well it is the toronto game jam toronto in quotes since we're doing things virtually this year you don't actually need to be in toronto to join Ah, heck yeah that's happening may 13th to 15th R- 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 shuffle some paperwork there, Steve See, look, five minutes in I'm already shuffling paperwork And you said we wouldn't have enough time To do this before your um, Unalive prevention session uh, <laughs> Let's <laughs> move on to the shit ton of games That came out in the past month A couple of which you bought Look at you supporting our industry
1: I'm trying, I try You know what I mean? I I'm not one of these guys Who just plays a thousand hours of Apex Legends And not drop some money in it and then complain and bitch about the Battle Pass when I do.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Coming at us from Quebec, Steve, let's go from me to the other side of the country in game releases. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I like that. Okay, we're going to go launches, updates, It's my and least favorite
1: province to the... non.
0: <laughs> we're going to go... It's a bell curve is the province's <laughs> distribution. Steve likes them the more closer they get to Owen sound. Yeah, exactly. No, I, um, Ontario
1: sucks too, actually. That's...
0: It's true. Um, Next Star Systems is out now on iOS from French developer Studio Frequence, uh, a robot battle game set in space. looks pretty cute. Uh, I think it's free. Is this what that link says? This link says... It's hard to tell. You can't actually see from the website if you can
1: download it for free or not. What's it called again? Next Star... System. Sci-Fi Strategic Robot Battle. I think I have this on my phone right now. I do have it on my phone. I don't are remember you? spending money on it.
0: Okay, we'll go with that then. Looks like there's a bunch of different planets you can go to, sort of like side scrolling. Arcadia action. It's currently got three ratings, five out of five stars. Nice. A I'm different gonna, little space. I'll game give it a five it.
1: stars right
0: now. <laughs> oh, do we have a review sound? I don't oh, have a review sound.
1: That's true. Have we ever given a review live on not live, but well, on the podcast?
0: I mean our impressions are technically reviews, but we've never posted <coughs> But they're not a they're
1: not useful to <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. You can't uh, Yeah. Okay. Let's do. Okay. I'm gonna say there is in-app purchases, but I guess like Steve's reviewed Next Star Systems out now on iOS. Uh, Other launches. Okay. Wait. We're going east to west. So next would be Toronto. Two games have come out of Toronto. Steve Rogue Legacy Two has finally left early access as of this past week. Yeah. I gotta. It got a. It got a release though. Steve, uh please. Uh, it got a really sick animated uh release date trailer, which I've noticed a bunch of these kind of games get. Like Dead Cells had a sick animated release date trailer and actually that's the most recent one I can think of, but I know it's happened for a bunch of them.
1: And Sonic, I like it. uh Sonic Origins also, they did Oh an yeah. animated trailer if any for the announcement.
0: Um but yeah, <clears> it's out. It's I I got it in early access and played a bit of it. We streamed it during our uh extra life stream two years ago it was actually the one i fell asleep during not a testament to the (laughs) games quality just we'd been playing video games for 22 hours um
1: i really ah i forgot all about that and i wish we recorded it So i was we were (laughs) i was talking with your buddy nick and uh and we're just like i think i think steve fell asleep i did and i i didn't i forgot you can like get the we should have got
0: the vod that's that one's just for you guys, you and the no viewers watching at two in the
1: morning or whatever, when that yeah. happened. I think there was one, ran- I can't remember, there was one year someone just stuck stuck with me for like five or six hours, just talking about random stuff and wanting to play random games and stuff. That's awesome. <clears throat> I feel like that was the year before, Sophie, like the the year before
0: mm. I did it. Okay, I, I got you, totally. 2018. Well, in 2022, Steve, we can stream the fully released Rogue Legacy 2 for this year's, uh, yeah. what is it called? Extra life. Um, On we can Steam also deck, stream. Baby. We could. I should look into that. We can also stream Friend of the site, Devin Wearsma's hot new title, Lofty Quest. It's out now. H-M. Oh. Steam. So we didn't Evan. talk about didn't this.
1: That. Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: It's a 3D hidden object game. You're kind of spinning uh, scenes like in uh, Captain Toad. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of like it because the sprites are 2D, while the objects are kind of, like, voxely Minecrafty, Actually, very Minecrafty. But, like, the, the, the people are 2D, like, don't starve. And some of, like, the grass sprites and stuff. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's any good Steam reviews. Let's throw a step in here. Um, <laughs> let's find let's the worst review. Funny. No, I'm going to start by funny. Okay, let's start by recent. Great game, super relaxing. That is a pretty good review. Mm. Fun game, very relaxing. I'm sensing a theme here.
1: It seems to be fun and (laughs) and relaxing relaxing.
0: so if you want to do that and find some hidden objects in a captain toad like environment that's lofty quest handcrafted 3d dioramas handcrafted by devin put the hands on the thing and made it uh (laughs) continuing westward across the releases of this fine country's game industry kaiju wars from saskatoon saskatchewan
1: snuck in snuck in on us wait no
0: were, were they Regina no because i'm pretty sure they were the only ones <clears throat>
1: they're in Saskatchewan i think
0: yeah but like it was part of the interview we did with them that they were like we're the only non mobile m- mobile game studio in in Saskatoon boom I should never ever question myself ever always assume I'm right uh we played Kaiju wars at game slice 2021 and we did played a little bit on their their channel mm-hmm. um it's kaiju wars steve it's basically faster no not faster it like was the other one into the breach style levels but with better art that's a personal preference and kaiju and other stuff instead of whatever was in that game i never played that one but a lot into of the breach. people I didn't do. play
1: yeah I didn't play it's a strategy rpg with with monster with uh godzilla
0: yeah, it's like, what if Fire Emblem was smaller and less lame? It's basically what they tried to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you going to get it? It looks good. I bet it would look really good on your Steam Deck.
1: I, I got it. I want to see if it's uh, compatible with Steam Deck, but it is. Mm. It's, I mean, it's on the wish list, so I want to check it out. We didn't know this came out until earlier today when you saw it.
0: The yeah, thing, so. they, they tweeted something like, uh, thanks to everyone who's been playing Kaiju Wars since launch. And I was like, shoot, what do you mean since launch? Oh, yeah. whoops. Is it early access
1: or is it legit released? Let me check the
0: official page here. It's officially released, and uh, until May 5th, you can get it for 10, 10% off. That's 20 Canadian dollars and 51 cents, and let's be honest, you were just going to waste that on like three coffees anyway, so you should just buy Kaiju Wars.
1: Yo, I bought Wendy's for myself, my wife, and my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and it was like $35.
0: I went and got two foot-long sub-combos the other day, and I hadn't had Subway in a few years, so I was like, oh, it'll be like 24 bucks. $12 each probably. No. No, the man looked me in the eyes and said that'll be $36. <laughs> and I had everything on the counter, right? And I was really hungry and not 100% sober. And so in that moment I folded like a like a wet paper towel roll, you know what I mean? Just Yeah, I've been like going, going
1: through a big sandwich kick lately and I've mm-hmm. hit up Subway quite a bit. But uh I you got to get the coupons. The coupons are
0: so it's but funny you say coupons because that's what I took to Wendy's. So I got my Wendy's today for like seven forty nine. I got the Dave's uh, single combo. It was, can't beat that. Yeah. Actually, the McDonald's one is six fifty, but
1: all that to say. So you, so you can't beat
0: it then. You obviously. can, and they did actually quite easily <laughs> by a whole dollar. But <laughs> uh, Kaiju Wars looks sick, and I'm really excited to check it out. And uh, let's pull the funniest review currently on Steam. It's actually someone just in ASCII made an outline of Godzilla. It's actually really cool. Um, but the second funniest fu- one is unique style of play with different unit types to slow. That's not funny at all. Pretty neato. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, Steve from our westernmost province, British Columbia, Peglin, also finally out. Also featured in our Game Slice 2021 coverage. Also extremely hype for Penguin. Peglin. Wow, I, I wanted to say Penguin, but
1: <clears throat> Pengu
0: ping pip 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 for those who don't know or didn't watch our game slice stream Peggle. i'm gonna say it steve it's the best peggle game since peggle
1: i would agree only because i don't know if i've ever really played another peggle game
0: i've dabbled i've definitely dabbled like i'm not i'm not you know well versed <coughs> on the genre mm-hmm. but of, of every game trying to do something like peggle since i played peggle this is my favorite and i would say i like it more than peggle probably
1: is it? So I remember the demo being pretty... Di- I guess you haven't played it. Like, I remember the demo being pretty difficult. So I, I'm interested... This trailer I remember, I think has they even so many said-
0: mechanics, Steve. Like, there's black holes in the game space that, like, teleport your ball. And there's, like, vanishing. It, it's crazy. Like, it looks like there's so much more than what we saw in the demo. I
1: think I have a I have a memory of, like, even reading a patch note or something that said, like, we reduced the difficulty or something like that, too. So. Huh
0: it's also on special launch promo until may 9th you can get it for 2025 damn yeah so
1: Peglin's i can get kaiju wars, wars and peglin for about the same price that i just got dinner like
0: yeah yes yeah. <laughs>
1: my daughter doesn't need to eat as much as no. she needs, so i gotta i have to
0: feed your daughter's mind with peglin uh. <laughs> Uh, and then not launches, but a couple other things to plug. Uh, Dauntless just got a major new update from the Vancouver-based studio. It's nice. called the Reach of Radiance, which I feel like every single live service game has an expansion that's something of Radiance. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like, there's Path of Radiance, Reach of Radiance, Dawn of Radiance. Like, I feel like it's, a lot it's of definitely one of those
1: words, like Vengeance and all that stuff, that just yeah. like pop up into every single sequel or whatever
0: these games radiate is what they're getting at um it's got a new hunt pass which is just their season pass that's just uh, a season
1: pass yeah
0: a new light bound kashai behemoth that probably means something to people who play that game
1: and then it's a, a bunch more activities basically it's a new monster okay <clears throat> nice. the behemoths are like the mo- like the monsters that you fight
0: excellent uh and then a couple games got ported steve cardful planning got ported to switch and and got Japanese language. And I actually saw, uh, oh, who was talking to someone? Some, two people from our Discord were talking to them about, like, oh, how did you get the Japanese translation? So I love to see devs helping each other out. Um, cardful planning. Do you know about cardful planning, Steve? We did I feature think... it on Wishlist This,
1: but it's been, oh, a, it's been a sec. So it's on my it's on my wishlist, list. what you're saying.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it's an action puzzle game. Uh, uh, you take on the role of a brave little playing card on an epic adventure through a dangerous dungeon. Uh, 100 levels take down the bad hand to save your beloved card companion. Uh I actually don't really quite know how this is played. I should have played the demo for this. It looks like it's a very old like not ASCII art, but it looks like something you'd boot up on like a mach- a computer that makes a lot of noise while it runs,
1: you know what I mean? Oh, I remember. I'm just looking it up now. I remember this game. This does mm. look cool. Okay. What's the what $9? Yeah. All right, all right. It's actually $4.99 on
0: the US e-shop, but I don't know what that translates to.
1: Oh, sorry, yeah, I'm looking at Steam. Steam so, it might be cheaper
0: off. on the Switch, which isn't usually the case, but Yeah, but then you had to play it on the Switch, so I mean. <laughs> uh, so congrats to them on that launch. And a game I want to highlight, I really loved and definitely got slept on, although I, I saw a couple of big sites like Vice Games was talking about it. Uh, Boreal Tanabray with a, a composer in Regina, developer in Vancouver. Uh, actually the composer is the one who first brought this game to my attention at all, like hopped in our discord and was telling me about it. And Steve, this is the one that's kind of like a fixed camera style PS one art uh, mm. adventure game. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Um, but you, there's like this magical cassette player that sort of like transports you around this, or you're just going around this town, picking up these cassettes that are magical. I remember playing the first, they, they called it, like, a first chapter and really enjoying it. You're sort of investigating this mystery in a small town related to this death at a factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is now on Xbox and Switch, hitting both days, day and date, which is hard for sure. Um, not Game Pass, I checked, but that'd be cool. It's, like, one that's, like, too small for Game Pass, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it feels a lot like... Well, I haven't played that many PS1 games, but like as soon as I started playing, I was like, oh, Resident Evil 2. You know, because that's like one of my only touchstones, that kind of camera angle. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, uh, that intrigues me quite a bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Obviously.
0: Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> that's it for releases. Uh, Steve, we yep. have so much news to get through. I think we should just read the news, and if we have anything, we especially care about it say something but otherwise move on you know, I, I, just, I think this i
1: think this first one we both don't really give a shit
0: about No, so. um some studio in edmonton uh, bioware uh is looking to have their qa staff unionized steve well bioware isn't they're looking to have that not happen but their qa contractors <laughs> are very much looking to unionize and so they've partnered with uh, local union hold on the gamesindustry.biz article is loading From the United Food and Commercial Workers (laughs) Canada Union, local number 401 will serve as the bargaining agent for Keyword Studios employees who are supporting development at Bioware's Edmonton offices on Dragon Age 4 and Mass Effect 5, or are we counting Andromeda? No, Andromeda is definitely, yeah,
1: Andromeda is definitely never. Okay,
0: we'll call it Mass Effect 4 then, probably. Uh, so they say, Steve, uh, they've criticized the company's treatment of them previously. There is apparently a first week of may everyone back to the office, uh, date with no COVID protections in place, or at least not to their satisfaction. Um, and they've accused the company of crunching employees, uh, like normal, despite public health concerns, not allowing them to work from home and not sending ill staffers home when they get ill. That's a quote from the GameIndustry.biz. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good even before COVID. <laughs> no. The Alberta Labor Relations Board has set a May 3rd deadline for the objections to the application. If it's approved, the secret ballot vote will be held to determine if the union wants to represent them in negotiation with keywords. Uh, need at least 40% of the employees who would be represented by the union to vote yes for it to go through. So a huge, huge, obviously, surge of unionizations around specifically us but we've got two amazon warehouses in alberta unionizing we've got um several unions like this one at bioware popping up and and getting taking off and yeah i think everyone who listens to this probably knows what i think about
1: that anything you want to add steve um no i mean if that's what they want then Good. I'm not like, anti- Like we've discussed this. I'm not mm. anti-union, but I'm also not super pro-union like you are. Mm. Um, but I also, you know, I have the general rule of thumb that anything that a rich rich dude wants is probably something I don't want, mm. and vice versa. And um, mm. anything that they are against is probably something good for me.
0: I don't well, know.
1: I've never really been in a position to vote on a union. The one union I was part of was a complete waste of my time and money. Mm-hmm. But I've never also been in a position to vote on one. Um, the one time I had opportunity was when I worked at a factory, and I just kind of threw out the paper because I knew I wasn't going to really stay at that factory. Mm. Um, in fact, I don't even think I was there by the time that vote like com- like concluded. So, I mean, if there's something they want, then that's good. And like just going off of or contract workers elsewhere, they're probably getting screwed anyways. So so might as well.
0: I mean, we heard bad things about the actual full time developers at Bioware. Yeah. So I don't even want to know how Bioware treats their non like their contract staff. <coughs> if they they treat their legit staff allegedly, uh, pretty poorly, I'd imagine that they're their staff, they're not that That's not even staff, the people, they are less legally responsible for making sure are okay. They probably do as little possible for them. I would imagine
1: now, correct me if I'm wrong or if this is, if this is a very um, like what's, what's word I'm trying to like Mm -hmm. very naive point to look at, but in the States, you know, healthcare is run through employers. So Mm -hmm. if you're a contractor, you don't, you don't have, you don't have shit. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, a huge driving force. But in Canada, that's less of an issue.
0: Hey, listeners. Steven here from the producer's chair in the future, where can you please imagine at this point a uh, technical difficulty screen a la Simpsons where the camera guy is really drunk and tipsy or Kent Brockman's a cuckoo clock uh, as Steve and I's Skype call completely crashed and ruined everything. Uh, Now back to the show. What did I say? Uh, like like less of an impetus on them in Canada because of the subsidized health care.
1: Yeah, and so it's just like when I was a contractor, you know, it was like, th- there's a bunch of different things because also I didn't have like guaranteed hours and that's obviously something you have if you're a full-time employee. So I I don't know. It's just something to kind of bring up that a contractor in the States is not equal to a contractor here. But I'm assuming just the way that, yeah, we've heard from a full-time Blizzard employee by they're just getting shit on (laughs) so i would assume so hopefully Um, they i mean yeah did not have like protections on health risks even before even before covid if if there was an employee who was coughing and shit and the company didn't like you know provide like excuse them to leave work like that mm -hmm. would still be fucked up even before even in 2019 i wouldn't (laughs) i wouldn't stand for that so Mm -hmm. In twenty twenty two or whatever freaking year we're in somehow, it's even more thing. So, anyways, good for them, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> I would vote. I mean, it would definitely have to be. I would have to be in the moment type of thing. I know you would just vote yes, obviously. I hope the, you and I should you you and I can union if you want. Do you want a union? We're we co op. If we only if, we're, if we if you only need forty percent, then only you need to vote. We're for, no, we're,
0: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> we're. We're a co-op tech, kind of, not really. I don't know what we are. We're like co-op
1: by definition that it's you and I 50%. It's not like I took 51% or whatever, right?
0: It's definitely like situation dependent because obviously I'm not unionized right now. But <clears throat> I think uh, at the larger, m- the the more people you work with and the more money is taken away from you guys in the terms of profit, the more a union makes sense. So that's why we're getting it at Starbucks and Amazon and bioware cuz these games are just hoovering million dollars in every year and just putting right. it all into stock buybacks and the third yacht for Andrew Android <coughs> robot CEO of EA to
1: fly around in right whereas the flies. indie game <clears throat> indie game like that's surviving game by game or whatever and fighting for uh funding and stuff that's a yeah bit, I guess a little bit different.
0: Right. Yeah agree, yeah 99% of indie studios don't even make money so there's nothing to unionize and fight
1: over, you know? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: great you unionize. We're still broke.
1: <laughs> cool. It's like that's not gonna stop us from just dissolving the studio. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All that to say, shout outs to Bioware developers, uh we love you back. Um also in Edmonton Crimson Herring. Cool. Is looking <laughs> for contesters for the Sovereign Syndicate, which is that game that was. Uh, Are you there? Uh, like okay. We've fe- featured it my on. My phone's still going. Wishlist this, of course, before, but it's a CRPG, you know, like a Victorian Steampunk London. So you can just go to their Steam page and I think opt into that. So check that out. That's cool. It's given me. Well, I've just been playing Weird West. So that's my latest touchstone to like these style of RPGs, like Fallout 1, 2 it is future producer steven once again you didn't think you would need to hear me twice in one episode but again skype crashed further proving that a company with a 2.5 trillion dollar market cap doesn't mean shit when your video call conferencing software after two years of a pandemic can't hold a call for more than 20 minutes back to the show
1: i don't know what happened there i'm not even what touching. the heck
0: one more one more one more of those and we're ditching skype for discord forever
1: Three yeah probably zero. to be honest i've been i've been trying to like not use my mac for non-work things and i might just i might just jump back to it because when i was doing the podcast back in the day with like dan and brett like i never mm. had this type of shit happen Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, that's gross.
0: Okay, I got that gap. There. Maybe Microsoft
1: heard you being like, yeah, unions, we fuck, <laughs> fuck non-unions. And they're just that's like, awesome. this, this shit ends now.
0: Well, it's funny because Microsoft had even more trouble. They had to um, contract workers at Microsoft in like 2018 or in 2019 trying to form a union, and so Microsoft like fired a bunch of them, and that actually prompted the state of Washington to like change their laws around that. So you can't actually cause what they were doing was just renewing contracts for like five years. So they never had to give anyone benefits. Mm. Um, And so they were all like, actually we've been working here for five years to the point we'd be like a mid or a senior and we'd want benefits. And so Microsoft fired them all and, that prompted the new law so now instead of just hiring contractors when they're done they essentially just rehire every all the positions as soon as the contract's done and there's a lot of reporting on why halo infinite's development was so royally fucked it Was because yeah. every eight to 18 months they just fired a third of the team and had to rehire everyone i, I
1: heard that too like it was that you didn't have the same like that the credits for that game are just like three times as long as it should be but it's because no one really worked like a small percentage of the staff worked on it for the entire time. Like, yeah, yeah
0: it's cause <clears throat> half of those names are someone they hired and worked to like the day before they start, they would have to pay for their dental or glasses and then fired them.
1: Dental plan. Dental plans. plans. Hey,
0: his graces. Um, so yeah, if you want to check out uh, crimson herrings play test, you can do that. Steve, from Guelph, I gave up on left to right for news. We're just going in the order I wrote it in this list. Uh, Mo Games <laughs> announced Super Perils of Baking, mm. what they call an ode to SNES-era platformers, uh, coming to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC on June 3rd. I would say the most newsworthy part of this is uh, it's one of the next games from Colin Moriarty, who was just royally <laughs> rinsed on Twitter this week for saying games media is dying, which is very funny as someone who was... Largely kicked out of games media for having dumb opinions. But mm-hmm. if you want to check out this game, which, do you want to check out this game, Steve? I don't know if you tried. It's it's a remake, right?
1: <sighs> yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I haven't tried the original. I liked... Uh, if you hear screen scream, by the way, it's my daughter in the background. Um, it. I think it looks kind of cool. One thing that he did... I, so I listened to the, I the podcast because there isn't really a better PlayStation podcast, to be honest. Mm. If you find someone who... You know, sometimes I have to stop listening for like a couple of weeks because he just says something so insufferable. I'm just like, <sighs> like mm-hmm. I can't watch to listen to this. Um it's it's
0: it's like But he's uh, been he but he's
1: pro he's very pro union lately, by the way. I've been messaging you that like he's yeah he's, so he's he's kind of moved uh certainly away from that or from his old stances a little bit. But um and he and he admits that he like talks about it on the podcast. One thing he said on the podcast that got me a little bit hype is he kind of pointed out about how a lot of 2D platforms lately like Super Meat Boy and Celeste are like difficult and mm. this isn't meant to be like difficult. This is just meant to be kind of like a chill, relaxing, fun platformer. It's not like about you dying like 50,000 times, which kind of got me intrigued a little bit because when I, th- that's what I kind of... I, d- I don't really like how it feels like a lot of... 2d platformers or 2d games like you know hollow knight and a bunch of others like those are they're big because they're really super difficult so yeah that got me a little bit hype too so i might check it out we'll see
0: that is hype and and i like that because you're you're right in that most pixel platforming games that blow up are a certain sense of like challenge Mm -hmm. but I really think, and like, it's what I thought it would be like playing like those classic Disney, Aladdin, or Lion King platformers, although they're just ruthlessly brutal for some reason. But it's like, what I imagine those games were intended as, i.e. like something for the audience of the Lion King to pick
1: up and play. (laughs) Do you you know why those are difficult? You don't know. So in Japan, you couldn't rent games. Like you, there was no Blockbuster or anything like that. So that's why back then games are easier in Japan than they are in in North America, huh. <clears throat> in general. And then in North America, they kind of figured out the length of time that a, that someone would play a game and be kind of in like if they got stuck, then they wouldn't buy the game if they yeah. rented it. And so usually before that point, the game is super difficult. So in Lion King, it's the um, just can't wait to be Kane portion. Mm. That part is super super hard because it's like before the moments when. Kids would be like, I've played this enough. You know, I don't need to go buy it to beat it. Um, So, like, the games are made super difficult because basically, like, late NES era, Sega Genesis era, SNES era, is when renting became a big thing. Nintendo actually tried to sue, uh, whatever, whatever company tried to rent rent out their games and uh, and failed. That's awesome.
0: It's good to know Nintendo's been huge legal. (laughs) pieces of shit since the beginning yeah
1: yeah so that's why like that's why like a lot of those games were difficult because i rented lion cane and aladdin actually i owned aladdin it was dope um that's why they rent or that's what i remember renting them now some of those games all also had like skip level cheats and stuff right so it kind of goes a bit against that logic um because all you really had to do is like get the code read any magazine or talk oh okay any kid on you know on the playground to find out the code um aladdin was like a b b a a b b a or something like that abba Abba. (laughs) yeah it was something along those lines and Uh, you actually find out in the and there's a level where you go in the lamp and it it says in the background
0: well i hope fun fact super perils of baking for your sake steve are just
1: the perfect difficulty (laughs) that'd be sweet i'd be down yeah that like i wasn't super I, i was like yeah this looks fine whatever Mm-hmm. but when he said that i was like that she that kind of speaks to me a little but then what goes against is i don't want to play the ps4 version and what colin is doing is is the ps4 version of his trophies are are fine and then the ps5 versions are like fucking impossible so he's Why? he doesn't like the fact that you can just like sync up and get the double platinum he yeah. rather he rather be like challenging so he's like yeah the first the one you get both games when you buy it so you get the ps4 and ps5 version yeah <clears throat> and then the one the ps4 list is really easy and then the P- or not really easy but it's normal and then the ps5 list is just insanely difficult wow. i don't know what he does for the achievements on xbox though because that's just that'll just be one list so
0: huh you can also play it i guess on switch and pc if you want june 3rd and vita should
1: be on it's vita. coming to vita no it's not oh it was it was going to release on vita he said but then they shut that down
0: oh right yeah you can't anymore yeah, yeah. Huh. rp vita means life uh Drinkbox has released Nobody Saves the World on yeah. PlayStation and Switch.
1: Nice. Yeah. yeah, I bought it. I haven't played it yet. Oh, it's on nice. Switch too? Nice. Yeah, I'll play the, I'll play the sound. Oh, I yeah. bought it back on the day. I didn't buy it. I bought it on launch. Actually, day one, I think.
0: That's fine. I'll play the sound anyway, Steve. All right. I appreciate that. Um, you got a lot also, of notes to take
1: since the Skype calls dropped like four times.
0: <laughs> yes, we're going to do some edits. Don't worry. Um, Steve, Pico is a game it won one of the Ubisoft uh, Indie Series Awards. And we now finally have gameplay because that was a big. Uh, oh, that's whole... right.
1: I remember it was just they didn't show anything. It was like, no, it was yeah. just that
0: cat in the window. And so the, you work in this tea shop and you sort of all spin You spin the camera like wall to wall around this, <laughs> this uh, tea shop. Uh, and then customers come to the door and you like pick up and make tea. Like you have to make it in a specific order, obviously. And I don't know a lot about tea. I learned how to make the tea my girlfriend likes and that's it. Uh, so I'm interested to learn about the tea making process. Like I'm, I'm watching on one level. You're like picking or one screen, you're picking leaves off a branch to then grind up and looks like we're making a matcha. That's a tea name I've heard. And then you feed it to the cat and they drink it and let you know. How do you spell it? P-E-K-O-E, which I believe is a type of T, so I think that's um, part of that. But it was cool to finally get some gameplay for it. Uh, This is due to their inclusion in The Mix, which is like one of those traveling indie game booths to various conventions. Right, I remember now. I wrote this. (laughs) You did. But they they have a two minutes and 55 seconds of gameplay up that has painted what I kind of assumed this game would be like and... Looks really
1: good in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like, I dig the art style. (laughs) Um, it's cats, so be cute. I remember this is all coming back now. It does, it looks pretty, it looks pretty cool. I don't know much about making teas either, but it just uh, it looks kind of like you know, a WarioWare minigame, yeah, type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, those kind
0: of like one mechanic screens almost,
1: yeah, and then watching a cat drink tea like, what's not to love? So, I'm i'm excited for this one it's on my wish list coming this year
0: too that's what they say take your time though yeah no rush
1: crunch let's do it
0: if if i was doing your steam page too if you're listening even i would put uh for oh it's got to be a tea pun i would say still brewing or something do you brew tea no you don't no stir steaming uh there's a word stew you don't stew tea do you no
1: Stew what is like a type of food. You do to tea. <laughs> don't steep go- Oh God, tea. don't
0: Google that. No, you steep tea, don't you?
1: Is what's it called when you're dunking the leaves in the tea? What's what that is the verb for <laughs>
0: making tea? It's funny because we opened this with um, it's steeping, according to l dot com. Uh, it's funny because we started this with yeah. We'll get through this easily before Steve has to go for an appointment. Um, all that to say. <laughs> pico looks good i'm excited their discord's cute they have little uh they have little sessions where everyone gets into their discord with tea and they hang out and you talk about the game or show a new demo or something it's great
1: oh nice. that's cute yeah i'm not i'm not about i'm not gonna unalive myself by the way.
0: oh yeah <laughs> just, just as a that is a morbid joke steve and i uh make i just about, have
1: a i just have an appointment with the ther- i just have my therapy appointment so yes yeah Better betterhelp.ca it's good
0: uh, Behavior Interactive has opened a studio in Toronto. This is the studio who makes Dead by Daylight. It's also Behavior spelt O-U-R because I always do it wrong. Canada's largest independent game studio? Is that true? 700 employees? 900 employees. Oh. So I'm reading the, uh, 900 the press people? release. I'm reading the press release from Behavior Interactive's website. Uh, employs more than nine hundred people at its Montreal office and is celebrating its thirtieth anniversary. What well, what did I not know about Behavior Interactive? What the hell did they make before Dead by Daylight?
1: Are we learning a lot about Behavior Interactive? The Grinch, Steve? Bugs Bunny, Taz, Time Busters, Smurf Holy Racer, moly. Monsters Inc. It looks like they made a bunch of uh, like Disney. they did the they made five hundred licensed games. Teen Titans?
0: Yeah, man. Okay, so they They... used to be called Artificial Mind and Movement until 2010, at which point they rebranded... No. What am I even talking about? It's definitely not 500. I'm on their Wikipedia page. There's a lot
1: of GBA and PS2 games here, but...
0: All right, I have the timeline down, Steve. They're Behavior Interactive until 2000. They rebrand to Artificial Mind and Movement until 2010. They rebrand back to Behavior Interactive till present day. Crazy. Anywho, this next game, and then I love how it just gets to like uh, Dead by Daylight, and then after that, it's like Assassin's Creed, Halo, Warhammer, Westworld, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, they got out of the the shitty mid-tier animated movies crawl and got into like the top billion-dollar franchise crawl, which is great. Yeah, I got,
1: who who would be the next biggest? Like, what's Clay? I mean, they're the not more. Wow, <coughs> what's um the Lone dark? Or Lone dark. What's that studio again?
0: Uh, red. No, that's Red Barrels. Is Outlast.
1: Well, who is Lone Dark? Um, Hinterland. Hinder, Hinterland.
0: Red Barrels is forty. Never mind. <laughs> wow, that's insane. How is there that many people working on Dead by Daylight? And I guess all the other board, or uh, branded games they're working on.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, since Dead by Daylight came out, they've put out the mobile games for, like, Game of Thrones, Westworld, Assassin's Creed, Halo Wars, uh,
1: Warhammer. I mean, like, <laughs> I know I know BioWare is not independent, but, like, how big is BioWare? Like, 900 people. BioWare is only 320, so,
0: like... Wow. We learned a lot about Behavior Interactive today, Steve, and I hope the viewer did, too. Hmm. Uh, Behavior most recently reported record revenues of $225 million in 2021. Uh, and that Dead by Daylight has now reached more than 50 million players. That's crazy. That's crazy. New studios at 96 Spadina Avenue. The uh, Today's office opening is officially recognized by John Tory, the mayor of Toronto, and Honorable Doug Ford, the premier of Ontario. <laughs> Yay. Hey, Your two favorite
1: people. <laughs> Woo. Good for them. Anyway. Hey, Doug Ford said he might do four-day week work week, so go Dougie. Doug Ford says,
0: congratulations to Behavior Interactive, Canada's largest independent game developer. (laughs) I guess he read the press release, too.
1: (laughs) I guess. Maybe he read it for the first time just before Uh, we talk about it like we did. That's awesome.
0: Anywho, I assume they'll staff that up to, they say, 50 people by the end of the year uh, and will continue making hundreds of millions of dollars for those shareholders.
1: Get that union.
0: Hell yeah, get that union. Uh, speaking of workplaces that are slightly better, um, Hardspace Shipbreaker is coming out of early access and launching day 1 on Game Pass, Steve Winner Oh, that's of right. Canadiangamedevs.com 2020s most anticipated Canadian or best ongoing best <laughs> ongoing Canadian game uh, developed in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, it's been on our radar for a while, doing quite well. We've talked about the studio behind the game, Uh, Blackbird Interactive most recently when they announced they were going to four-day work weeks and that they say, in their own words, it saved the company, which, when a company tells you that, yeah, who knows? May 24th, Game Pass, Steam, and the Windows Store. Wow, Windows Store. I guess it has to be Windows Store for Game Pass on PC.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm going to get this on Game Pass. Well, I guess technically I already have it through early access on Steam, but I want to play it on Game Pass, get some Chivos, you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, that's cool.
1: I don't have anything else to add, really. Sweet, last I, I don't have a game pass subscription right now,
0: so also from Vancouver, the Long Dark's first paid content will drop later this year, and they want to follow Steve a quote unquote season pass style approach to the future of the Long Dark. I'm gonna read this from Eurogamer. Uh, according to a new developer diary, Hinterland Studios reflects on the last eight. Eight years of development. 2014, yeah. <laughs> Mindscape blown
1: all over the place. This. It
0: is, well, really, just shattering a lot of my perceptions of things. Uh, as well as teasing what may be coming next, including a premium season pass to ensure the game continues to be financially self-sustaining, is their exact words from Hinterland. Uh, after focusing so long on the sandbox and story modes, the team says it's now ready to, quote, decouple them, uh, mitigating issues that founder Raphael Van Leerop says made development, quote, unwieldy at times. So with this new update, they'll be separating the sandbox and story modes. Uh, the season pass will have a approximately, quote, 15 to 18 month campaign of updates that unlock for anyone who has purchased the pass. The updates will come on a regular cadence over the course of that period. It'll be a combination of content and gameplay system updates. Uh, For those not fond of season passes, the team expects to be able to offer the update in smaller DLC packages too that they
1: say will be, quote, fairly priced. What do you think of that approach, Steve? Mm, I'm not crazy. Like, Like on one hand, I'm not crazy about it. On the other hand, they've pumped a lot into this game that mm -hmm. has all been free. Like, to my recollection, there's no paid DLC in this game whatsoever. I'm just, like, for the season pass thing, I'm just not a fan of it. Like, there's too many of them, and it's hard to focus and i feel like the only people like this isn't going to make anyone run to the game and you're just kind of like the the fans that are already like playing the game you're just kind of nickel. like it's not a way to drive people to your game it's just a way to kind of keep people already playing it and i feel mm-hmm. like they would have already been there anyways like i don't know i guess, yeah, we'll, this is- I guess we'll see but
0: I'm so interested in Long Dart because it is such a a weird situation where it has a a very sizable monthly concurrent player base Mm -hmm. who could (laughs) have bought the game in early access in 2014 and played it eight years since yes, and just hasn't been able to do hasn't been able to give any more money, I say. Uh, (laughs) But then, so this is like a really weird position where like I am usually very against these types of monetization models. I'm like, literally you could have played this game for eight years after giving them like 15 bucks in 2014. And then maybe they're like, okay, well like we've essentially run into the end of what we'll get out of just people buying the game new. So at this point, it's either, I guess, Long Dark 2 new project which they might be working on anyway yeah or a season pass style like hey give us some money and it's just gonna fund this content that only you can get because otherwise you know if it was just a patreon or something like some studios do but this is much more i guess professional in quotes or just like something people are familiar with in this space
1: yeah i (sighs) wonder. yeah i don't know i'm not I'm not super hype about it. It doesn't like I've been wanting to play it again, um, and this doesn't really like drive me mm. to go play it. Like, if anything, the story the the stories is what I kind of want to go back to. Like, I didn't finish. I think they did episode three, and I'm like halfway through episode two. Maybe they did episode four. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I like because you kind of do the same thing if you just announce Lawn Dark two as well. It's just like well. Unless it's like a banner, like what reason do I have to leave Lawn Like you said, I bought this in 2014 for like 10 bucks or something. Mm hmm. Um, but it's also something that's working for No Man's Sky because No Man's Sky is kind of in a similar position where it's like you bought this game in 2015 or 16 or whatever that was. I don't think the I don't
0: think the scale of those initial influxes of cash were similar.
1: No, you're right. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: I think anyway. I don't know because it was no also- No Man's
1: Sky was a ban. like that that bursted to the scene. But th- everything they've done since then has been free. And again, there's no to my to my knowledge there's no like paid DLC yeah i would just think like the easier way to do it is just i guess i don't know it's kind of difficult too because like the the clothes and all that stuff is a big mechanic in that game where um if you just like provide like i don't know the can of flag backpack or some shit like your 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 back your stuff just get breaks <laughs> so it's like what are you going to do? Just like buy a backpack with a can of flag on it for like two bucks and then it just like breaks later on or you lose it because a wolf attacked you? Like the kind of.
0: I'm sure there's a bunch of people at Hinterland who sat around a whiteboard trying to figure out all of these ideas for how yeah. to
1: monetize this game. They're just like, how do, can we provide just, you know, like um, cosmetic stuff? Just like, well, all our cosmetics get destroyed in the game eventually. Mm. <laughs> it's like, what about tattoos? I don't know. Man. Um, yeah, I don't know.
0: An estimated uh, 6.8 million owners of the Long Dark, according to Steam DB. Damn, damn, that's a lot. Oh, that's just on Steam too. That's shit. just on Steam. And it was um, on Game Pass too
1: and stuff. So
0: mm-hmm. and have they come to Switch yet? That's like the only one I, I think have it's on sure Switch. But. Yeah, yeah. So you know, props to them. Uh, yep, it's on Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One. Not on PS5. PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Mac, Windows. No, I think
1: they also did announce there will be a next-gen version or whatever, too. So.
0: Okay, so along those lines, Steve, uh, Van Leerop, quoted earlier, the head of the company, uh, has said they are handing leadership of the long dark over to Katie Sorrell, a 30-year game design veteran. Uh I feel so fortunate to have such a strong partner in this game and grateful that under Katie's leadership Long Dark will continue to, serve, to thrive well into the future confirming mm-hmm. that they will retain their position as creative director um but Katie is now in charge of Long Dark and I guess I guess he's in charge of something new question mark yeah
1: yeah yeah I guess
0: I, don't know. I hope or, it's something else. Like, like keep doing the Long Dark and see how this uh, single player season pass goes, and you know whatever, and do something new with with your your six million copies. Do like <laughs> a do like
1: a strategy <laughs> RPG in the Long Dark universe. That's the thing. Long That'd Dark has a, is a cool world because it's like post-apocalyptic too. Like Quebec. Oh, like uh, no, is uh, it not? Do we look um, that up? It's like it's like a uh, it's it's Western. Western Mountains, Rocky okay. Mountains. I believe it's Rocky Mountains. Did
0: I think another game was Northern Quebec? There was another one.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, Quebec people went not survive the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Come on. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I feel like there's other stories in that world that are, would be pretty cool. Like I don't know because they don't really ever talk about like what like, had happened it yeah like, what does
0: toronto look like right now
1: yeah because that's the thing you're just like in the middle of nowhere so it's like you wouldn't know like if it happened like it's just imagine yourself camping in algonquin park right now and then the yeah lands, you wouldn't really fucking know
0: no yeah <laughs> interested anyway. to see where that goes steve
1: all right we got make a little a, time. make a team-based shooter like overwatch but don't
0: anyway. not do not, I repeat, Hinterland, make a first person shoot actually you know what, do whatever you want. You'd probably have a good idea for it. And I'd rather play your first person shooter than Blizzards. Boom. Boom. Uh Steve, I got three games I want you to wish list. Two old ones that have actually updated their Steam pages, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make an allowance. And a new game posted via our Discord, shall we? Yes. First up, haste. Also played at Game Slice 2021 from Hot Sauce Bread in Ottawa. Still one of my favorite names for a game studio I've ever read. They say, Steve, it's coming out this year. I am less sure. Uh, they've had some development issues uh, in terms of, I think, securing funding, but from what we played at Game Slice, you and I both really liked it. Saw a lot oh, of the card- yeah, yeah, I Oh, the card game, Steve. Yeah. Three player. It's like Marvel versus Capcom in that you pick three characters, but then it's like. I don't know if it's like Hearthstone. It looks like what Hearthstone looks like, you know what I mean? But what you're doing is like picking moves for your different characters from a deck you build and change over a fight. So I guess mm-hmm. that in that regard is more like magic. Or mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about, Steve. I'm out of my, my depth here. What do you think? Since we last checked in on our Heroes Hot Sess Bread Studios, uh, I made fun of their Steam page a little bit. Um, these GIFs in the, in the description are now pretty saucy. Uh, they have a nice fat discord banner with key art behind it. Good Ooh, work. oh, I like that yeah uh, and the the trailer is very comprehensive. Two minutes, which is a nice tight trailer show off a couple of the key mechanics and then a couple of key characters.
1: um yeah, man this is a, this is a steam deck game to me. yeah, the scream steam deck i I remember playing I remember quite enjoying this and the art style is really cool too. so um and now it says november twenty twenty two So <clears throat> what I wonder. These games are usually free to play, are they not? Like, like uh, I think is free
0: so. And and when you you can download the demo right now on Steam, and there is like the whole menu is set up kind of <clears> like <throat> what I assume it's going to look like at launch. Like there is like a shop, and there's like a lot of infrastructure that's not being used yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So the 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 out the template feels there. Like, and if you look at the third, no, not that one. Yeah, if you look at the third screenshot, there's like. Uh, a character upgrade sc- screen with different mm. slots on the yeah. character, and then items on the left with I- with costs.
1: I remember too, because again, we're both not card playing game people, but like mm-hmm. I remember, like the game was going so fast that like you kind of don't know, like you have to know what you're doing, or else it's sort of like a fighting game where you just spam buttons. Yeah, it is. A, it is no real causes. time, right? Yeah, exactly. So I remember that. It's not like you're you're taking turns for sure, but it's, it has a little bit of a ATV system from Final Fantasy where like. You can your your character. You see it at kind of the top of the gif where,
0: or like Child of Light had that yeah, timer. Sure. Yeah, definitely feels like that. Um, I have to ask Steve: Is Haste from Hot Sauce Bread Studios in Ottawa still on your Steam wish list? It says now I'll follow it. Ooh, well I'll just play the same sound effect anyway. Yeah. Unless I don't know, I'll think about it. I mean, the listeners will know if I picked a different. We kind of um, tell them
1: we're upfront about it
0: we are um they'll hear very quickly if we I go. have but about i have a, by the way i have
1: about five minutes so let's do the wish list this then, and then we'll pause
0: and then we'll do the uh what we've been playing I yeah like we've been
1: playing. well because i want to yeah because i want to i want a good conversation about the monsters, Dawn of Dawn of monsters. monsters. i yeah, do too yeah, yeah. okay and yeah. fire and fire tonight too i was playing that too. oh sweet okay yeah we definitely want to have that all right last two
0: <clears throat> sacked s-a-k apostrophe d from alchemy interactive in canada uh, they have a Kickstarter, uh, notify me page as well. Um, and they're super active in our, our discord and, and liking and replying to us on Twitter. So want to highlight Sacked featured before now has a very nice, um, also like uh, rogue legacy 2 animated trailer on their steam page, which, uh, shows off a bunch of the characters, enemy enemies in the game, and then transitions into gameplay, which is pretty nice. mm mm-hmm. Um, no gifts in the steam page, but there is still time. Although they have added, uh, some nice, I love when they use emojis and like the titles for, for things in text, text windows. Um, yeah, it's a action adventure puzzle platformer, Metroidvania. What do you think, Steve?
1: Is it rogue light? I'm not seeing that. I don't nice. see the tag. That's game. Hypes. I'm, I'm, I control,
0: I control, control F rogue and got nothing, nothing. So There you
1: go. Beautiful. Um, yeah, the art was always kind of like dope about this and the animation stuff with it and that. And, uh, yeah, it looks dope.
0: Looks Speaking cool. of platformers, like if this hits that like nice, easy, classic 2d platformer grid, get the coins, <clears> get to the right side of the screen.
1: Well, it's metroidvania, right? So you'd be going like back and forth and up and down and stuff.
0: Oh, right. But, I did just um, say that
1: and then immediately forget it. Yeah. But, but, because it's, it's not like that it, it can't have a little bit of difficulty, but there's definitely a difference between Super Meat Boy, Celeste, and say, and like, you know, what this looks like. Yeah. Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those are. Like, new Super Mario Bros. U. Yeah, exactly. Like that. There's definitely harder parts, but it's not the focus of the game. And Celeste, Celeste is pretty, sm- like, I mean, the ho- difficulty is, like, built into the story, so I get that. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, it was not to not to retread old discussions <laughs> from an hour ago. But
0: is sacked from Alchemy Interactive in Canada on your Steam wish list.
1: Yes, it is, and it's and I'm following them. Okay.
0: Follow games on Steam because then you get little updates in your library at the top whenever they post things. I like those updates. I read them. Don't worry, games. I got you.
1: I never. I log into Steam for <laughs> this for this conversation which we haven't had in like 2 months and Steam Deck. So. But now
0: okay yeah I was going to say now that you have a Steam Deck this this gets more useful. Lastly this week Steve I want you to wishlist Corn Acopia from Subconscious Games in Vancouver, British Columbia. It's coming out.
1: How do I spell this? C O
0: Corn U C O P I A.
1: Got it. There we go.
0: Uh quote. Oh, I didn't do it for the other ones, but I guess I have in the past so we'll count it. <clears throat> experience the farm life at the tip of your fingers escaped into a world of 2d pixel art farm simulation and be the hero of your own story from cropping lands to breeding animals, fun, interactive mini games to heartwarming soundtracks and everything in between cornucop- cornucopia has got you covered. Steve, what do you think?
1: I, Heather is just, was just researching, trying to find a new farm sim, sim game. And we couldn't really find anything for her, so I got hyped about this, but it's it's next year, so yeah. Um, but I mean, in general, it looks like it's her cup of tea for sure. And I I really dig the. It looks like an SNES game.
0: Which, yep, like gifless uh, Steam description, but yeah, the the screenshots are. are- hyping me up yeah
1: there's no trailer either so i kind of want to see that i don't know is there a trailer like elsewhere maybe
0: i don't think there might be gameplay on their their twitter i'll check but if you look at that third screenshot or fourth uh this looks like a goofy game steve he's sitting in like a volcano lava with a cow behind him fishing (laughs) fishing (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what's going on in cornucopia but it looks silly and i want to go hang out on the fifth screenshot there's like the stereotypical statue of an Italian chef at the front of every Italian restaurant. Who's telling you, I can't believe you said that about my signature dish. So definitely want to see what's going up with him.
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah. And I want to see, I want to see some gameplay, but this does look like it'd be right up. Uh, you know, my wife's uh, what's the, what's the phrase? Allie. Ally. Thank you. Yes. Nice. My, my wife's something. <laughs>
0: There's a lot of uh, features in this list. Like it's literally just like, 25
1: two, yeah. And everything paragraphs. I see is like, is like Stardew Valley or, or Harvest Moon or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. Mark your calendars because there's events and shit, like, mm-hmm. learn, like fish, mass chef, animal contest, farming, oh, yeah. planting crops, blah blah, blah 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 blah. Um, I don't mean that in a, in a bad term, yeah. No, <laughs> it's just they're, they're going for that.
0: Every silly thing you'd want to turn into a, a WarioWare mini game in a farm town, yeah, they've done
1: for sure. So,
0: Steve, is Cornucopia from Subconscious Games in Vancouver on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. And with that, we're going to take a quick ad break while uh, Steve goes to therapy and we fast forward through time into the future.
1: Watch we never like talk ever. It. It's like <laughs> another three weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to talk about what we've been playing. I'm going to throw it to a song and come back from it. All right. I'm going to stop okay. it. It's a new day. Um, today we're sipping an iced latte from Cafe Good Luck. It's like Ooh. a little hand-drawn horse logo. It's really cute.
1: And I, have a Pef- I have a Pepsi Zero, a small little company out in, I don't know, probably Texas or something. <laughs> I probably,
0: probably an empty uh, broom closet in Ireland, actually, uh, for tax <laughs> purposes. But, um, no, not I'd Ireland. Like talk about.
1: In... Um
0: the Cayman Islands
1: Cayman Islands and isn't there what's the what's the state Delaware I think Delaware uh yes if you Joe started. Biden's
0: home state he and the credit
1: card companies love Delaware <laughs> Yeah, man. it's like population like 750,000 but it has like like 80 percent of corporations there something like that. that's
0: so funny that's so funny if your town's struggling in like I don't know you're one of those rural towns in Ontario or Alberta where everyone just left once all the industry dried up um Become a tax haven. We're, we're registered in
1: Ontario. I feel like that was a mistake. I feel like... Probably. We could have Well, you a, always, we should you have always want Alberta. to sue someone
0: from uh, Manitoba because they have the laxist, um, um It's called slap protection, like frivolous lawsuits. So whenever you get served, it's usually from Winnipeg because that's the best chance of a frivolous lawsuit succeeding. Interesting. Yeah. That's good yeah. to know. I'm it go is, find, yeah. I'm going to go find someone to sue do it uh until then let's talk about what we've been playing steve uh you've been playing more than me i think I- i've dipped my toes in a couple of games but do you want to go back and forth as we do
1: yeah let's do it i'm, I'm okay done. Still i, I have today. a few canadian canadian jams but i do want to talk won. about i want to talk I about won. elden ring though
0: okay i want to talk about elden ring too because we have, haven't really yet you were still on the horizon 2 hype train oh my god. until they ruined the whole thing for you in the last couple minutes by breaking a trophy <sighs> still mad it's
1: still it's sitting on my playstation and i see it every all the time and it's like it, it takes up a it takes up a big piece of the hard drive too and it's like just like gigabytes 70, like gigabytes? 80, 70 or 80 Oof. yeah and i'm like at the max right now too because i also have nba 2k and those like two that's games. like
0: 20 percent of your ps5 storage i know <laughs> like this one game,
1: um, oh, man. but I did yeah. So I did jump into Elden Ring, mm-hmm. and you've played it too, haven't you?
0: I've dabbled. I, my friend Steam shared with me, and then I launched it, played for three hours. And like oh yeah, it's still a Souls game.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's I'm I'm not falling in love with it. Like everyone seems to just be going just on this game's dick all the time because mm-hmm. it's still it's just open world. Dark Souls, like <laughs> that's, yeah. this, it's still the same. The things that kind of always like bugged me, like little things, like I always thought the equipment is like stupid and upgrading weapons just seems like if you upgrade a weapon, then you're kind of just stuck with that weapon for the remainder of the whole game. It feels like because because mm. you end up just not getting the lower tiered upgrade materials and you had to like grind and stuff. I don't want to do that.
0: No, I hate grinding. Um,
1: so that's still that's still like a thing. It's fun to explore, but it's not like. You know, Breath of the Wild was like, that was fun to explore. Like, Mm. you would just like see all these little shrines and be like, oh, what's that over there? Or what's this little thing here? And then, but like in Elden Ring, it's not, I'm not finding the same like enjoyment of exploring. Plus, it's just the weird storyline and weird characters fucking (laughs) saying weird shit to me that I don't understand.
0: It's about uh, capitalism, probably. And (sighs) who knows? Cycles of violence, probably. That's probably in there. Um, and so you're and, not is okay why is that though because i think there's as far as breath of the wild versus elden ring there's probably in terms of like encountering things naturally in in the environment and like in universe in world good signposts of where things are that feels mm-hmm. very similar to me so why exactly do you think that's not connecting like it is in breath of the wild
1: i don't th- i don't know if i've really had any like random encounters and in, in Elden Ring, like just huh. random stuff to happen like you even stumbled onto any of those caves that have like a little elevator down to a big dungeon?
0: I did I did find
1: one of the, yeah, I did find one of those and it's just I'm I don't know. I'm not using the horse as well. Like this was true in Breath of the Wild where it's like I just don't I just didn't use the horse like upon it. Mm. I never ever traveled on the horse in Zelda like <laughs> I just didn't want to. And the same's true in Elden Ring. So maybe that has to do with it. That might
0: be it, Steve. That's a pretty core component of the Elden Ring experience.
1: <laughs> the only time I've done it is when you have to, because there's like jet these jet things that shoot you up. Higher the air jets.
0: It, you played a video game. You know about it, the
1: air jets. Yeah, exactly. So when you jump
0: into up air, you go up.
1: Yeah, you shoot up. Yeah. Um, but I'm not falling. Like I like it. It's a fun game, but I'm not falling mm-hmm. in love with it. Like I played it for like about a week or so and then i just stopped and then just recently again i picked it up like it's not like i'm thinking about it or anything like that i'm talking about now, how much at, of at that
0: work. is because you did just play a bunch of an open world game
1: no i think i'm over that now because i i also like played and beat at the ascent play a little bit mm. of spongebob mm-hmm. um some of the canadian games we're going to talk about i was playing tunic which i guess is kind of open world um yeah so so i'm kind of open to like i'm or some i'm over the big open world thing now i think there's room in like, your
0: heart for open world games again
1: yeah exactly i'm okay. i'm i'm ready to be hurt again
0: <laughs> okay so not feeling elderly you're gonna keep playing
1: yeah because i only have like five percent of trophies so that's <laughs> okay. that's a problem
0: <laughs> What isn't a problem for me is the, like, 2% of the game Norco I saw, because I liked that 2%, but then I got stuck, and I'm not going to keep playing. But let me pitch it to you, Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard of it. It opens the exact same way Blade Runner does, and I only know that because I saw Blade Runner for the first time last month. Um, it's a pixel art, uh, classic sort of role-playing game. Um I don't know if i should say classic role-playing game i guess i should read you how they pitch themselves but it, it does remind me a lot of the writing in, in more recent games like uh, kentucky route zero or disco oh. elysium
1: you, you you told me to buy that game right
0: kentucky route zero yeah it's good i really like kentucky route too it's my game of the year uh 2020 yeah 2020 no whenever 2020. the last time i made a list they pitch it as a mystery point and click atmospheric Game, uh, Southern Gothic point-and-click narrative is what they call it. Yeah, it takes Sorry, place what? in a town in in Norco. It the town's called Norco, which is also name of the oil and gas company in that town. Like it's like a near future, uh, sort of thing. N O R C O. Um, yeah. but the the thing that really jumped out at me about the way this game's writing is is the 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 perspective of the narrator. It changes a lot. So, for example, like I get back to this hometown, uh, your mom's just passed away. So that's sort of like what brings you back and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And like, you can look at the uh, house and like click on different things that highlight and then like a narrator type character or even yourself, it's not quite clear. Uh, we'll start like text will come in like a, you know, like an adventure game. And mm-hmm. and so I look at the house and is and my character or the narrator, I, I really don't know who's talking to me. Goes, uh, <laughs> uh, you remember, the many times that your home's flooded and then the options underneath I can click go like first flood, second flood, third flood. And so I kicked first, fl- I clicked a first flood and your character's like, all you remember is your socks on the, the soggy carpet and your dad picking you up and running you out of the house. And so I go through all three stories, but then after I finish the third story, the fourth flood comes up uh, and I'm like, Oh, fourth flood. Uh, that's weird. And I want to read to you actually some of, some of this fourth flood. Um, some pros here. I'm gonna write this down because I'm gonna have to edit this this gap out. But this is just some of the best game writing I've, I've ever read. Okay, okay, so... <clears throat> I click the fourth flood and then the the text immediately goes, The fourth flood will follow a slow hurricane and it will be a calamity. It will leave the entire region submerged as critical levees breach. There will be massive blackouts that last weeks. Much of the sewerage infrastructure will be damaged beyond repair. The embattled federal government will do nothing to assist. It will bankrupt the region. Small militant enclaves will form along the high ground of the Mississippi River. They will take to piracy and hijack commercial shipping vessels. Private mercenary forces will retaliate in kind. Slowly, the industry will flee this hot zone. The old river control structure will collapse from neglect and sabotage. The Mississippi River will once again change its course. (laughs) I'm like, what? So I just heard these like three kind of like ah stories from when you were a kid and your house flooded and your family's doing stuff, and then like. Fourth Flood comes up as an option, I click it, and I essentially hear about the complete destruction of the city I'm currently in. And there's shit like that all throughout this game. And as someone who is rather um, not optimistic about the future of myself and the place I live, uh, (laughs) that spoke to me, Steve, (laughs) in a big way.
1: Halifax is going to get flooded?
0: I mean... If we even get like half of the heating we're expected to get between now and 2100, I think it's at least a meter or two, isn't it? I don't
1: know. So I, can't, when, I can't keep up with it. When I walk
0: down to the, the waterfront and I'm just like trying to picture just a meter more water, I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty much the whole downtown for the most part. But the so lobster. That's crazy. Yeah. Though, good for lobster though. Good for lobster. I don't know oh, if it cool. is. They need just the bottom. So I guess... Well, I guess the more there is above them, the more food falls to the bottom.
1: So maybe that is good for them. Maybe maybe there'll be more lobster. Maybe, um, but that sounds pretty cool. Actually, I've I've never heard of the game. So is it like it's telling the future though? So is, is it just like all these sort of future like. Those seem to be
0: just like just like one-offs almost because I am trying to solve a mystery and I'm like talking to characters, I'm putting stuff in my inventory, I'm doing adventure stuff. So what is the mystery? Is it about your dead mom? It's about your mom, and I swear, Steve, this gas company did something.
1: I I don't know what. No, I think you can trust the gas company that runs the entire time. I don't think I can. (laughs) I play. I've played enough Resident Evil to know that (laughs) it's fine. Uh,
0: I bought enough gas to know that the gas company is usually pretty reliable. Um, it's great. I highly recommend Norco and it's on game pass. So of course
1: it's on PlayStation. PlayStation.
0: Ooh, don't know about that one. Uh, the top funny review is as a guy named Garrett, this game hit pretty close to home. I don't understand that one, but. Well, yeah, who's Garrett? Maybe it's a name in the character or that's the name of a character in the game. It's good, though. I'm, I'm liking it. And I will not probably play much more of it because of my crippling attention span. And when I don't do something for more than a couple weeks, I forget everything
1: about it. But
0: yeah, that's fair. I just want to pass that along to people. is pretty tight.
1: Speaking of which, I played Fortnite for like the oh. first time in, I don't know, like two years or something. I think, yeah, I think when the PS5 came out, because there was a PS5 version, right. I played like one match with you. And that's when the when a lot of Marvel shit was happening. Yeah. And then I think that I only play like one or two matches with you and your friends. And then I think before that was like a year, like when Sophia was born. So like a huh. year before that. Um, wow. I had never felt so old playing. No, trying Fortnite. to play
0: Fortnite in 2022. Yeah. Just, it's funny you said last time you played there was a bunch of
1: Marvel shit because right now it's just Doctor Marvel Struth, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's well, I, I logged on because I have so many V-Bucks from Save the World. Mm. Expansion, like yeah. I've never I bought the season pass once, and then I bought Save the World when it was on sale for twenty dollars. Yeah, but I have like, and I've I've bought other things, like other stuff with V Bucks, and I have I think still like I had like thirty five dollars of V Bucks, and then I bought the the Resident Evil shit with it because I mm-hmm. saw it it came back, so I was like okay. You are I'll now do... Chris Redfield dabbing in Fortnite. Yeah, I didn't I didn't dab, I but I was Chris Redfield so. Not yet. Um, but there was no no build mode, which is pretty sweet. I Fortnite
0: guess. is finally playable, Steve. I'm happy to that. report <laughs> after five years, most of that in early access in quotes, Fortnite is finally playable.
1: I still don't know like what's going on. I even like queued up to play with three other people. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't launch with them. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not going to play. With these
0: that's awesome. It's
1: like, I'm sorry. Uh, I was, I'm surprised they, they didn't like message me. Cause that's happened before too. When I played Fortnite, people just message me. I'm like, guys just,
0: yeah, uh, no, uh, it's, I get a lot of that when I play rocket league. Um, so I guess, yeah, I want to talk a bit about Rocket League, Steve, because there's a, a sports thing about Rocket League that I didn't know about until I started playing. My, my new thing now is I like to play. I get up, make a coffee, I'll sit down and just play until I have to go to work or until I lose. Um, mm. So some mornings I'll play like 12 games in a row and I'm like, wow, I just won 12 games in a row and now I'm going to go to work. I feel pretty good. You know, is there, Have
1: they added more trophies lately?
0: No, it's uh, been the same list since the very last paid DLC came out several years ago but um so steve you know how in baseball like last year there was that one game where the one team dominated and then the owners got mad at them because uh there's an unwritten rule in baseball where you can't win too much or something and Mm. so like these people are just hammering home runs and then the owner of the team was like yelling at them after the game and and and, uh, uh there's something similar that that's a thing right like i'm
1: There are, like, these quote-unquote unwritten rules of baseball, which is, like, I think most recently, like, someone stole second and third or something in a blowout or something like Mm. that. And and just, like, there's other, like, kind of stupid things like that. I'm sure what you're describing did happen. I don't recall. But there is stuff like that where if it's, like, a blowout, you know, you just – you don't play hard. You know, the game – you're just – Playing the innings, like if there wasn't so much money and all that shit, they would just end the game. But right, they just right. have to, they just have to like play Go out the motions. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same like in basketball. Like if there's a blowout, you don't like, you know, you don't you shoot don't a dunk three. On yeah, you don't dunk. You don't like showbo. You don't shoot a three pointer at the very end of the game when you're up by twenty, sort of thing.
0: That's awesome. So apparently in Rocket League, Steve, are you familiar with the demolition mechanic, where when you're going fast <laughs> enough and you touch someone, they explode? Oh yeah. So in the competitive scene, which I'm now gold four division, I don't know. I'm in four gold lines on my thing for whoever, whatever that means to people. Big uh, iron mode. I was demolishing someone in overtime and then I scored and then they messaged me and they were like, you fucking pussy, you don't demo in overtime, what are you talking about? I'm like, what? And they're like, don't demo. And I was like, what do you mean don't demo? What do you mean don't use the core feature of the game? And so apparently in the competitive scene, it's seen as bad manners or like you're lesser of a player if you demolish (laughs) someone and then score, especially in overtime. Uh, and so I just messaged back, like, oh, I'm sorry you don't like using this core feature in a game you play. You should probably play a different game then. But, yeah, I've gotten that message several times now from people. <laughs> and I just want everyone to know if you play Steven Universe in Rocket League, he's going to use every mechanic in the game, and you shouldn't be a huge bitch about it. I just want to put that
1: on the record. Yeah, that's fair. I, Because, like, like, the unwritten rules of in sports where it's like, involving like going hard and, and being super competitive and like risking injury and stuff like that mm. that i that i can understand right like you mm. don't slide hard into second base yeah. on like a stolen base uh attempt if you're fucking down by nine or up by nine or whatever because mm-hmm. then you're just pad statting that's sort of always what the what the argument is like Your you're stat padding to, yeah you're just trying to yeah. get another stolen base or whatever
0: what you're trying to do the thing you were hired and paid to do? Oh no! But you're but <laughs> you're like risking
1: injury, unnecessary injury. Or whatever right. right, and it's happened before too. Where like, oh, what was it? It was in an all-star game, which you know doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, i a player like charged the, the and you can't really do this anymore, but he charged the home plate um, catcher and injured mm. the catcher. During an All Star game, which is you know a game that doesn't matter at all, it's for the fans and stuff. Yeah, and there was a lot of like you know there was a lot of grief for that player. I forget I forget this situation, but if you say if you write like catcher injured All Star game, like it'll come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of players, a lot of people like gave him flack. So I can understand that, and that's obviously not an issue in Rocket League because it's fucking it's a video game, it's a toy. Buster I, Posey broke his thumb. That makes sense. Um, who was the player that charged him? Was it Bryce Harper or
0: uh, Pete Rose? That no. doesn't make sense. Oh, he
1: did do that back in the day, though. I, Pete Rose
0: um,
1: did do that. Pete Rose is also a notorious like piece of shit, though.
0: Posey said he initially feared his fractured his thumb. Oh, it was it wasn't fractured. It was only a bruise. Who hit him? It doesn't say in this article. Oh, weird. Anyway,
1: so that that I can understand. And that's obviously not an issue in Rocket League. It's just mm-hmm. like babies being babies. What it I don't is. like is when, um, you know, a couple of years ago, Jamal Murray, who's a Canadian basketball player, was at like 48 or 49 points. And had they had blown out the Boston Celtics and Boston Celtics aren't like real human beings anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> but at the end of the game, he has shot a three because he wanted to hit 50. Mm. and one of the players like he missed and one of the players didn't like that and he threw the ball into the crowd which is a big no-no and he got fined and all that stuff and nice people were giving jamal murray shit and he was just like no i'm gonna i'm gonna score baskets like that's what i'm paid to yeah do. yes so, yes yeah so the the whole hurting feeling stuff that i'm not like that's stupid but the mm. like when it's risking injury that's when you like yeah
0: you don't okay. it down. the injury makes sense to me uh no one's feelings are hurt in Rocky League. Well, I guess feelings are hurt, but no one's physically hurt in Rocky no, League. No, your
1: feelings definitely should not be hurt in Rocky League. Uh, <laughs> no. If your feelings are getting hurt in Rocket League, you need to step away and go touch some grass.
0: Touch grass. Always I, good life advice.
1: I love I love that. I feel like I, I saw someone
0: someone bought a patch of grass and just put it next to their mouse pads. like, oh, ah, <laughs> save some time. <laughs> uh, Steve, talk to me about Fire Tonight from Ooh. Reptoid Games in Toronto
1: yes yeah it's you know nintendo gives those like coins or whatever when you buy digital shit so i had i it's only like seven or eight dollars so i had like some coins so i got it for quote unquote free mostly because i spent so much buying pokemon and shit for other people since Um, like
0: 2017 you probably have a huge
1: stack maybe i can't even remember like i don't even i don't even know how i get some of these coins but i because like anyways it doesn't matter um, but yeah, it's a story takes place in the nineties or eighties, I think, and you're talking to like your partner, and then there's like a fire tonight.
0: The year nineteen ninety.
1: In the oh, is it in the um, yeah in the world? And then so you you know you don't have a cell phone or whatever, so you like leave the house because your power's down, and you're traversing through the world. So I haven't like been it yet. I think it's fairly short, but I haven't been it. But it's it's fun, and it's it's like a three D platform or puzzle I guess like it's and you're kind of like sneaking around cops and stuff like that (laughs) um the art style is really cool like it's all this sort of like not like it's pinkish pinkish red and like like lots of gradients lots of
0: neon nighttime gradients yeah
1: so it's it's fun it's good I I recommend it I think it's on it's definitely not Switch. obviously most likely on steam seven bucks on steam I don't know if it's on ps4 and stuff but it's cheap and it's a good story and I'm enjoying it but I also don't play the Switch that often. So
0: fair. It's only on the Switch right now.
1: <clears throat> I was, I was like, was I sick or was I on vacation? I forget. There was, I bought it when I was either sick or on vacay and tired. Mm. So I was just like lying in bed. I was like, oh, I want to play something. I feel like it was when, I feel like it was before Steam Deck. No, couldn't have been. Anyways, I was just like, oh, I'll play this. And then I don't think I've even played the Switch since then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nintendo. But, it's fun, and I like reptile games. Like that's two banners in a row now. Like Fire, it's fun. It's uh, Fossil Hunters. Oh it's right, a, it's you the talk game about they Fossil
0: Hunters all the time.
1: It's the game they won uh, the Ubisoft Award thingy or whatever it's called. The indie series then. Huh. Yeah, Fossil Hunters was fun. Easy Platinum too, and co-op too. There
0: you go, uh, Steve. I've played a bit of Stanley Parable Two, which is actually called. Stanley it, Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition.
1: Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it Stanley Parable One just redone or whatever? Or no?
0: I'm not quite sure yet, to be honest. Uh, I never played the so, first one, so i So I guess the pitch for the first one. Uh, it is a super British, uh, first-person walking simulator, and by super British, I mean the narrator is British, the humor is British. The office is British. It's British. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Not an ounce of non-British. In
0: it. Actually, it might be Australian. Um, but all that to say, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> you, you wake up as Stanley and there's a narrator who sort of, I, I feel like weird explaining a very popular game like the Stanley Parable, but uh, you are instructed by the narrator what to do. And so there's like Stanley awoke at his desk and walked through the door on the left. And then you're like, no actually and then you walk through the door on the right then the narrator goes what actually all along stanley knew he wanted to go through the door on the right and so it gets crazy and weird from there and you're first person going through all these uh it's a game made in source engine so you reckon it will feel like team fortress or any of those valve games half-life uh and and it's a bunch of like playing with the the player's idea of, of agency and like that what what whatever you're doing in a video game is usually what the person who designed the video game wants you to do and mm-hmm. anytime you think you're like ooh, i found i found this like uh like in tunic ooh, i found a back path back here that actually cuts out this whole area it feels like you discovered something but all you've done is do what the designer wants you to do and so yeah. it's a game about playing with that concept it came out a long time ago did really well and this new one is sort of like what if we just fuck with you again? So I'm treating it like Stanley parable too. Uh, and, and in a way it really feels like that. Like it, like you do respawn every time you get to the end of like I uh, I don't know, like a path. Like it's like that episode of community where they roll the dice to see who gets pizza. And every single dice roll is a different path. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, except they're not separate. Like every time you die and go back to the start, or however your path ends. There's so many different ways. Uh, and, and then the narrator resumes. In. And then the narrator over time will like comment on how long you've been doing this or what happened to you before. It's one of those games that's like the the spreadsheet for the dialogue in this game probably would, would make me poop myself. But uh, <laughs> it's so funny, and it's really pretty. And like my, my first couple uh, paths, I would say, were very funny and directly related to... The, one of the things you do when you launch the game is there's a big button is like have you played stanley parable before and you click yes or no i don't know if that does anything because it's stanley parable but i clicked yes and the first branch was like felt so specific to someone who'd played stanley parable before that i think it did do something if that makes sense mm. but I've it's never, one of I've those i played games. it maybe
1: I it's on place are you what are you playing it on steam
0: i'm playing on steam just because it, it does a lot of stuff with like <laughs> computer files and like like undertale where it'll like do stuff that I think makes more sense on a computer, and I don't think works well on console, or I don't know how they do it on console. But this new one is on PS4, or five, both Xboxes, Switch, and Steam. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I've never, I've never actually played it. I don't know if I've ever really even seen gameplay of it. To be perfectly honest, it's um, silly.
0: Yeah. I, I now I'm curious if they're actually British or not. I feel bad, but <laughs> I think one of them is. Or I think a couple of them are. It's William Plue and Dave Worden. They're like some famous indie game devs, but I like it, Steve. And I'm gonna Wasn't play this. More announced it's like a funny. long,
1: long time ago, too. It,
0: it is, and the joke on their Steam page. They also the the studio crows, crows, crows. I think it's crows X3 on Twitter uh, has been playing with the marketing of the game in the same humor and way that the game presents its gameplay. So like the steam page would constantly be a joke about like whether the, the release dates being updated or not. And they would like sometimes just randomly change all the screenshots to be like notes from a meeting at the studio is like a joke or something. So Mm -hmm. they're very meta in that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it has been announced, and the joke for several years has been when is Stanley Parable two coming out? But it's finally out,
1: and I like it. Are you? It, this is the game that also has that trophy for like ten years or whatever. Yeah, but you can change how does your that
0: work clock? on console? Yeah, I on think, Steam, I think you just change your system clock.
1: You can do that on console too.
0: Actually, no. When I launched the game, it made me put in it. It it uh, it had like a analog clock thing, and it was like put in your current time. So I bet it's running in a clock right now for 10 years. Cause it made me put in that clock. No, you know I, f-
1: I feel like there's a way to, well, I mean, you could just delete it uninstall install and uh, reinstall it. And I bet you that that's true. That's true. But I'm but pretty yes, sure. There is a, so yeah. the
0: first Stanley parable had an achievement called go outside and it was, don't play the Stanley parable for five years. And you got it on launching the game over five years since the last time you launched it. And this new one has that exact same trophy, but for 10 years. Yeah so good that's fine just a just a mess with people like you Steve which I appreciate <laughs> uh talk to me about Donna Monsters
1: yeah this is a beat 'em up from 13am games uh the Rambo mm-hmm. guys and Double Cross but I've never I, I was actually looking to buy Double Cross um thinking it was on PlayStation but they never they released on Xbox Switch and and Steam but no PlayStation huh.
0: no Sony love
1: so, yeah no um that's fine. Sony sucks. But, but, yeah, it's like a futuristic, you know, kaiju beat 'em up You can play as the monsters or these, like, big kind of Power Ranger-type monsters. Um,
0: they really uh, do look like Power Rangers. Yeah,
1: like Power Ranger, like the mechs or whatever they, they end up driving. I don't know what they really mm-hmm. – what they call it in the show. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I haven't played as multiplayer yet. I feel like that's definitely – you know, beat them up to, so like, kind of really thrive on multiplayer stuff. Uh, but I'm still having, like, it's still fun. The one thing, like, for Streets of Rage 4, when you when you punch someone, like, you you kind of feel it. Like, you get it oomph, like, with the sound and just the impact that it makes. But you mm. don't really get that in this game. So when you're kind of punching or even getting hit, it doesn't have the same feel. Um, But mm. the specials do. It's just the normal punches. It's just something that I like thought of when I was playing. I was like, something just seems like a little off. Like it doesn't seem as like as like powerful as Streets. Your Rage punch four needs
0: possibly. a little bit more crunch.
1: Yeah, a little, a little more just oomph behind it. Okay, okay. Um, but you play like it has a the first level or the first stage or whatever is Toronto, which is pretty sweet. Nice. It's actually like the outskirts of Toronto um about halfway through it, it's kind of like the game where i'm like you know I, I feel like playing like a few levels so i jump in play like two or three levels and then i kind of like jump out like for 15 20 minutes i feel like steam deck would have been a better um platform for me to mm. to play but again i don't think it has online either which is like kind of the thing that's like ah, uh, like you know heather doesn't really want to play with me i have no one else to play with. you have to you have to come here to i will i will august i'm coming back um Wait, August? No, we're coming out there August. What are you talking about? Both are happening,
0: I think. Actually.
1: Oh wait, you're like the you're like aren't you the last week of July first week of August or something?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, and then we might uh, we might hit up St. John's as well actually. Oh,
0: nice. That's um, oh, gonna be so much fun. Because
1: I, I have to ask you actually, if what's the travel from Halifax to St. John's, Newfoundland like? If it's easy.
0: Oh, it's not easy. You have to take a ferry. Fuck! You can't yeah. fly.
1: There's no plane. Oh, airport? you can
0: fly. You can fly.
1: Oh, that's fine. We'll do that.
0: Yeah, flying's easy. Yeah.
1: Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I figured one those ones
0: like I don't even think you get all the way to full like cruising altitude. It's like that close. Yeah, kind of like Toronto to
1: Ottawa. You just like go up and go down, really. <laughs> Basically. Um, but yeah, Don, so Donna Monsters is <coughs> it, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Um, when you say outskirts
0: of Toronto, am I like stomping through the Vaughan Hills Mall here? Like, what am I doing? No, I think... Is, is it I Tall think, Buildings?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. The game, it's the out. It's like the sort of destroyed Toronto. So you, it's actually like the final part of Toronto is like the Sky Dome and CN Tower. Like that part. Oh, is I see what you mean. Lawn destroyed. And they kind of, they had to like build outside of that or whatever. Probably because this this is long. This
0: yeah, this is long after the meter of water. (laughs) Yeah, the kaiju stomping around in the puddles of Bay Street.
1: Exactly. I haven't really been paying attention to the story. There's a lot of lore and stuff like that. There's a little bit of RPG mechanics in the game too, but I've kind of just been. I just like you know you get three you get these skills or whatever. I just like swap them out. Like I don't even really you don't need them unless you're probably going for like the high scores and stuff like that, which I'm not really. I'm just. You know, no i'm just i'm just a big monster punching things that's yeah. kind of what i want wanted so i don't damn. know why you would want to play as the power ranger p- characters either like no oh the joy is to play as the godzilla monster like that's the whole that's the whole point let them know. fight i do want to it's making me play want to play streets of rage as well because i never did get the dlc so that's like the other thing too Where i'm just like yo
0: stay tuned for the next episode where steve's played all the it's mr x or something right
1: uh yeah, Mr X is like the OG bad guy from the first three games, and I think he comes back or something. Plus, my boy, they're the making
0: a movie. they're making a movie, aren't they, Steve? <laughs>
1: Apparently, I don't know. We'll see. Oh man, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> I, right. I mean, it's all it is is it's just a mo- it's just a game about dirty cops and dirty politicians and just like Gaines running amok. Like it's not real it's not like it's not a unique storyline. It's just you're just like three people beating up Gaines and corrupt people like.
0: Oh, uh, there's a one in 1994 called Streets of Rage. It's an hour twenty minutes. Starting, I think Mini we looked Olesos. that up one time.
1: It's not. It's not based off the game. Oh, that's a bummer.
0: Yeah. <sighs> well, you know, it is getting a movie, and also recently got a collection for next gen. Uh, what? Mass Effect. I've been playing the Legendary Edition. Oh and yeah. Wait, that's getting a movie. A Oh, I'll make sure I'm not fake-newsing people. I'm pretty sure BioWare announced uh, they were doing a movie. Um, like you can have your
1: unions, but we're also going to make a movie.
0: Mass Effect movie, everything we know from Screen Rant. Uh,
1: I, I got to assume that a movie has kind of been discussion about Mass Effect for fucking ever.
0: I swear this was like a... Because there was that canceled one from like 2010. But has I he swear, ever made
1: a movie on their property?
0: Uh, that's a great question. What about hot so, pursuit no they did need for speed with uh, paul walker no not paul walker the other ball guy vin diesel no the guy from Breaking the Bad. Are we got to oh, cut today uh, the, jesse what's his name aaron paul
1: there's a need for, oh really i didn't yeah
0: know. i uh, am i faking in you here need for speed know. movie i remember going to see the poster you're and, much
1: more uh, of a movie person than me but yeah
0: aaron paul 2014 the need for oh. speed movie Made $200 million at the box office. What? How much did it cost? Wow, this is a very profitable movie. I had no idea that the uh, Aaron Paul Need for Speed movie made $140 million. That's insane. Anyway, Steve, Mass Effect is also getting a movie. Um... Not a matter of if, but when. Never mind, it's not confirmed. Uh, Yes, I'm playing it on Game Pass on Series X, uh, and I haven't played the game since the Mass Effect Trilogy launched on 360. Whatever year that was, I got it that spring, played it all summer, beat the whole trilogy, Uh, and it was like grade 10, so I was like 13 or 14. I want to say 14 when I played these games. Right. Uh, and so I was always hesitant to replay them because I was like, I- I'm not going to like them as much. I- my politics have changed. My tastes have changed. Um, and as I remember the story, I'm like, you are just like the ultimate space cop, no oversight. uh, <laughs> yeah, some there, of the missions mission are like, where Do you want to
1: a space union or something,
0: <laughs> dude. Some of the missions in that game are like, would you like to through a genetic uh, virus kill an entire race? <laughs> of sp- or an entire species would you like to remove a species from the galaxy uh left trigger or right trigger so there's a lot of obviously <laughs> uh topic matter in that game that's handled rather poorly um and so that's part of my interest i'm like oh geez is it actually as bad as i i think it might be Battlestar i will galactica say did that better i'm sure it did i haven't seen that one but uh oh man and- the
1: Battlestar galactica show from like 20 20- or two thousand six to ten or so. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. yes. Watch Watch that show. That's your homework. Okay. Watch
0: that show. The it's great. The bar is low for games though, Steve. Like Like Mass Effect hit really well because like, no one had done the simple two camera TV show format in a sci fi setting in video games, and so like, right. of course, it was so successful because no one had played something like this. But like, you know, the first movie where the train drives by the the, the screen was you know. Impressive and freaked people out. But I, I wouldn't say is especially important in 2022, you know? Yeah. Not important, but, like, <clears throat> it obviously isn't as good. And it just can't be because of the timing conditions mm-hmm. it was made. And I feel like Mass Effect's a similar situation. The one thing I didn't remember from this game and is really freaking me out is all the women in this game look exactly the same. At least the female characters. A lot of the alien characters, too. But their arms are, like... like straws their arms are like straws coming off of their shoulders it's so weird to describe like look up gameplay of mass effect legendary one and like the doctor Liara, or ashley all the female characters their arms look like little tiny lego tubes that are like stuck to their shoulders it's weird like i was looking i was watching the screen and i sort of looked over my own arm and like Tried to like put my fingers <laughs> around it, and I was like, "This isn't right at all." I was like, "All the characters in these games aren't human proportions." Like, you, it's, it's you, you got to really put your arms weird. around
1: like Tori's arm and see.
0: No, yeah, like like take take your index finger and thumb and try to wrap them around your the one above your forearm uh, and you can't do it, but all the character, all the women in the, in the mass effect game have like just twigs. And I, I don't know why it, it jumped out to me as much as it did, or really unnerved me as much as it did. But that was honestly, playing... <laughs>
1: this is mass effect one that you're, re- that you're, yep. to... yeah. is, the, is the mission to do all of them? Like,
0: I don't know. I'm going to play one as long as it's interesting to me. And it is still interesting to me. And I love what they did to the, the, the heads up display, Steve, I will say the, the biggest, I wouldn't say it's worth 90 bucks. At all, play it on Game Pass. But the the heads up display overhaul for Mass Effect One honestly is amazing because I was playing it like pretty pretty like intuitively for like an hour and I was like I don't think the UI looked like this and I pulled up Mass Effect One gameplay on my YouTube app on my phone and sort of played it at the same time. I was like whoa, they actually like I love this so much better now. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the biggest thing I noticed about one is all the female characters
1: freak me out and the HUD is awesome. <laughs> interesting I I want to play it and I because I it's what it, I played like a little bit of one two is really mm-hmm. the only one I played I never even touched three mm. and part of me wants to like play it but I know timing like it's going to it's going to take me like two months to beat Elden Ring never mind you know yeah, all these other things so then another then I'm like okay what if I just like you know what if I just kind of read a story or something and play three hmm. um because that's much more likely to happen. Yeah, no
0: Steve, the last time in my life I was able to beat a trilogy of RPGs <laughs> was that summer I was 14 and like worked yeah. a part-time job and just played video games 18 hours a day. Yeah, you know, like it
1: it's it's going to take me long enough to yeah, just to beat Elden Ring I'm like 15-20 hours in I think and it's you know, I'm no I've I've 5% of the trophies like I've been like two bosses, so That's crazy. Um, the the
0: range among my friends for Elden Ring, I will say it took my it took one of my friends to to hundred percent the achievements, I think one hundred and fifty hours, and another friend to just beat it like seventy. Another friend eighty ish. And because yeah.
1: the the thing is, like, I don't want to. I would have to wait for it to either come to PlayStation Plus or something. Like, I'm not going to spend ninety dollars on all three of them or eighty dollars no, on all three of them. You shouldn't
0: too. I everyone at home this collect this this trilogy of games is not worth what it what they're charging interesting, interesting. yeah um but yeah so i'm uh probably keep playing that as as i get bored of people telling me to stop playing the game rocket league the way it was meant to be played uh yeah, well, why
1: don't you just be nice to people when you play rocket league?
0: <laughs> why don't other people uh stop losing when they Fuck, play me? get better <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It was funny. No, oh, that's always man. and that's
1: always the argument too, where it's just like if you don't want, you know, baseball. The most annoying one in baseball is the bat flip, and you actually see a little bit of a divide when it comes to like Puerto Rican or Dominican players huh. and versus like white players because yeah, Jose Bautista like most famously did the bat flip. I have a I have a a plate painted with it um, in the playoffs. And he, and like everyone, a lot of people gave him shit for it. And then other people would just be like, well, if you don't want him to bat flip, don't fucking, you know, let him hit a three run home run to to go up into, in a game five, like win or lose series or win. I got, I got
0: a great, great solution for annoying uh, opposing team celebrations. Uh, don't let the opposing team score. Idiot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sucks to suck. Doesn't it?
0: Let me read you this message from dusty frets. Uh, April 9th, uh 8:30 a.m. <clears throat> Hope you enjoyed that victory. There's no honor in demoing in a 1v1 overtime. But hey, if winning is all you care about and you don't care about being a demo bitch, then <laughs> gg's. Uh so I went back and forth with this guy for a while and I want to let you know how the conversation ended. Same day, uh 4:30 uh, p.m. Listen, Sorry for calling you a demo bitch. I'm salty and frankly my ass is sore. It was a dumb victory, but you won fairly. Keep ranking <laughs> up the GGs and had a good afternoon, sir. Uh, and that restored my faith in the world a little bit. Yeah.
1: So, so That's fair. Kind of sometimes to, sometimes you do defense. just run into people who are having a bad day. You know what I mean?
0: Yep, yep. And so, like, I was very like cordial. Like, I replied to their first one, like, sorry you don't like a core mechanic in the video game you play, lol. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you know, we, we ended up getting to a, a, a common ground. Um,
1: uh,
0: good stuff. Uh, Steven, I, I was curious because one thing that happened to me when I was playing Mass Effect is Mass Effect Legendary Edition, or the Mass Effect trilogy I played. Uh, Almost entirely in the same room with my best friend Hayden, rest in peace, who blasted the Macklemore's 2012 The Heist album, I think, (laughs) the entire time I played the Mass Effect trilogy. So, for some reason, like, the, like, Macklemore's first, like, grammy winning album and mass effect one are fused <laughs> in my brain to the point where like <laughs> i would turn a corner in mass effect and just go like uh-huh <laughs> and i was like oh yeah i'm I'm listening to thrift shop in my head now and i was wondering i just want to throw it to you is there any album that's like fused into a into a game for you that's completely unrelated even in tone
1: <laughs> oh man um off the top of my head i know what you mean though because i do that lately with like i was doing that last night actually with elden rain i was watching suits and I'm just mm. like because like nothing really like there's no it's not, i don't know elden rain just like there's no story really going on i can't really i don't know no i nothing really comes to my mind but it's I funny you what, mentioned suits because
0: at the same time oh, so hayden was also playing that during the day and then at night we watched uh, the first five seasons of the walking dead. So it was like mass effect was on the TV and then on a smaller TV on a chair right next to it was a laptop with a HDMI (laughs) and the walking dead playing. So I also associate mass effect with those first four seasons of the walking dead. Nice. Nice, man. I know
1: like the, the one it's it's sort of similar to it, but one kind of memory I have is, um, Melgar solid three, my buddy slept over keel and, uh, he slept over like the friday night cuz he lived from out of town and we had a par- we were going to go to a party like saturday night so we woke up at like whatever 10 9 10 o'clock on saturday and i was just like i'm like okay i'm i'm not leaving this couch mm-hmm. i'm just going to play massive metal gear solid 3
0: mm-hmm.
1: until until like the the party and i said it in a joking manner but it turned true like we literally did not move we just played massive i keep saying massive metal gear solid 3 mm-hmm. basically from start to finish that's um, awesome in one sitting and it kind of survived that until like it was when metal gear solid 4 came out
0: mm-hmm.
1: my my two friends Kiel and another guy came over and um was just like no we have to like recreate this for metal gear solid four no like, this no is now, <laughs> this is now the metal gear solid tradition or whatever Time and, uh, to
0: beat Metal Gear Solid
1: Five or Four. No, no, no. Four is not that long. Four is like—is it actually? Hours. It's like fifteen hours. It, I did. I didn't do it because it's it's a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah, it is actually. Metal Gear Solid Five long. is impossible. That'd be like forty hours long. That was a long game. <laughs> so that's yeah, kind of a, that's kind of a memory I have in terms of just like. Thi- the thing that's associated to a game. I never played Melgar Mal- Solid Three, <laughs> other than like that one day, just in w- like pretty much one sitting, or like ha- like eighty percent of the game in one sitting, or whatever. I did and that-, that with. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and that's like one of the reasons why it's also my favorite, one of my favorite games from that era. Like <sighs> the memory around it is also just like really special. So,
0: I did that with Infinite Second Sun. Like I got home from school the f- Friday it came out with it. Uh, played it till I had to go to work, went to work, came home, and then played it. Like, my dad got up, went to work, uh, came back from work, and then I went to work, and then I got home from work again, and then played it till I platinumed it at, like, 4 or 5 a.m. the Saturday morning. And, like, my dad was, like, going to run to the office or something, and, like, as I was, like, putting the controller on the TV stand, and he was like two mornings in a row i've walked through (laughs) the living room at five in the morning while you're playing this video game like don't worry i just finished
1: he's like i hope you did Uh, sometimes i would like stay up all night playing a game and beat it Mm -hmm. and then i would just tell my dad be like oh you know i beat so and so game last night he's like you just bought that two days ago (laughs) and i was like yeah but like 70% Seventy percent of those two days has been yeah. in that game, so it's yeah. kind of okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man, that's awesome. Should we wrap it up there, Steve? Yeah. Do we have any bets? Outstanding. So bets. I checked. Let's let's do the let's do the bets at the end. I know people. I actually, I don't know. No, I mean I'm going to do the outro and then we'll do bets. Or do you want to oh, do I bets and then that. outro?
1: No, no, I no, do the outro.
0: Okay. That was episode number two hundred and eight, the CanadianGameDevs.com dot podcast. If you want to help us. this show you can go to patreon.com slash canadian game devs back us there for two-day early access to the pod special channel on our discord that only me you and steve are in Uh, Mm -hmm. and if you back us at the five dollar tier or higher we'd love to thank you personally as a credited patron at the end of every episode like these lovely folks thank you so much Aaron McLeod, Daniel Quack Miller, David Nagy, Doug Z, Eric Beer, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, Nicholas A. Zorko. Our intro musics by at Jake Buttonow on Twitter, and our outro musics by at composing Dan. All of that information is in the show notes. Okay, Steve. I was really trying to figure out how much or what the frame rate of Kirby sixty-four was
1: yeah why was that it. i saw you posting that why
0: did because you that we shit? actually made a bet that kirby sixty four runs faster or i made a bet that kirby sixty four has a higher has a more consistent performance than kirby shattered uh oh <laughs> forgotten right. wait forgotten land yeah i had to yeah. look at the game uh best as i can tell the majority of n sixty four games ran from fourteen to twenty f p s uh but they ran fourteen <laughs> to twenty f p s more consistently, uh, so it, it, this this bet might be a wash or like a just I don't know if we can figure this one out until we know the exact frame rate of
1: Kirby. We do. We need to get a we need to get an N64 and Kirby.
0: I have the N64. I need a frame counter and Kirby. So
1: you know what? We'll leave it
0: in the ongoing bets. That might happen someday, but um, probably not anytime
1: soon. Get it prepped for when I'm up there or down okay, there, wherever whatever direction you're in.
0: Um, Steve's currently betting the Blue Jays are going to make the World Series, uh, LOL. Um, We also put all the money on Hamilton for the Grey Cup. What happened there?
1: Um, Who won? The Grey Cup was a long time ago.
0: That bet must be... Oh, it was the Blue Bombers. We lost. All right, we'll put that one in the lost. Huge L for us.
1: (laughs) Fucking a bet. I'm out of money on the score bet, too. Like, legit, I've lost all my money.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) I, wiped I bet it. like
1: fifty dollars on Utah winning because Luca was injured, and then the dude superhuman came back from like a fucking sprained ankle or something.
0: That's like, awesome,
1: bro! I'm like I'm glad you finally went around because you're a great player, but you really mm-hmm. fucked me out of fifty bucks.
0: I'm placing <laughs> little bets. Like at the end of the workday, I'll just boot it up and like place a couple bets because I also I, I was doing to that
1: hit. too. I was I was doing like five dollar parlays on mm. stuff, so it would be like five bucks and win like twenty bucks or something.
0: Okay. Okay. But th-
1: but I ended up just losing more than winning, and and now I'm down to zero. So now I'm going to do nothing, and eventually I'll get an email saying like, "Welcome back, prize. Like deposit fifty bucks, and we'll give you fifty dollars." I'm waiting for that. Yes,
0: account. yes, that's what you got to
1: wait for. Right. Do you want to place any new bets before the next week? Or are we good? Um, ah, I'm so just angry about the NBA, so I don't really feel like betting. So no, I it's understand.
0: Fine. Okay. Yeah. That's it for episode 208. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever service you choose to access podcasts from. Uh, And let me know if there's a a game that's permanently fused with a completely unrelated show or movie or soundtrack or album. I'm curious if anyone else has the brain rot. (laughs) Until next time, goodbye.
1: Bye. Boom goes the dynamite. Is it going to be super obvious when? Since no. this is the same episode, though.
0: Hmm. Actually, I don't know. I, my, even, I, I don't want to say it won't, but I can't even like on un- <laughs> Oh my god! I'm so tired. Uninstall. Dude. I can't even like. <laughs> can't even remove this thing. Steve, this is a mess. We need to just. <laughs> do this. Uh, we can't keep know. living like
1: this, Steve. Right, I'm gonna.
0: I'm gonna stop.